you, thank you, thank you so much. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, good night, good day, good dawn, good dusk, good desk. Welcome to The Long Shot. It is a podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Sean Conroy. With me today on the program is the other host of the show. Miss Amber Kenny is here. Hello, I'm here. You got me. Co-host of America's favorite audio diary. <laughs> um, we've had a couple of weeks of truncated episodes because Amber was out of the country and she's back. She's well, let's find out what's going on, Amber. <laughs> I got what's COVID. the latest. You I got, got COVID. COVID. I um, it's uh, I don't I don't know. It feels like you must have mentioned it on an episode because I've gotten some messages from. I people. did, yes. Like I did. I've got some well wishes, and I was like, I don't even get to tell it myself. <laughs> I believe I said you were doing well-ish, but you had contracted COVID and were unavailable. Yes. yes. Um. I apologize for the spoiler. No, it's. It's all right. There's plenty to talk about. Um, would not recommend. Um, it's no fun. I tested positive a week ago today. Still not feeling great. I spent the whole week this week at work though, because working from home, it's kind of um hard no, to it's not like you can stay home. Right. It's hard to justify like, no, I can't answer that email real quick. Um, But it is no fun. Mm -hmm. Um, Jeff and I both got COVID. He seems to be on the upswing. I do wake up early in the morning and walk smudgy and have the whole time. And I'm wondering if that's kind of prolonging my symptoms and tiredness because they say rest, 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 but I have to take care of my dog. Mm -hmm. Um, um, Oh, the one, one fun thing is um, we would both be sitting on the couch and like one of us would sigh deeply and the other person would say, Oh, what's wrong? And it's like, well, I have COVID. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was not a mystery that you needed to get to the bottom of. It was just like it was very, very evident. Easy yeah. answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like something's um, not going on. There's not a problem. It's just I have COVID. I mean, I would. Yeah, there's something going on and there is a problem, but it is COVID. Right. But um, it's not something we need to unpack. It's not correct, like we have to go correct. like, well, tell me, you know, let me in on your feelings. Let me know how <laughs> right. you're, you know, what's going on in your in your head. It was just like. It's not going on in my head. It's going on in my lungs and my body. Right. And um, this might be boring because it feels like a lot of people have had COVID or currently have COVID. So mm-hmm. it's been uh, going around lots of people in the country. I mean, a million people have died. Two and a half years. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I'm super duper thankful that I was vaxxed and boosted mm-hmm. and that this is like the weaker strain. Um because I'm not loving it. Um, right. So you got 1.2.12.1.2.12.B. Yes. 
sure. Mm. I mean, I don't I don't know how I would even know what strain I had no, I don't know. unless I went to a lab. Right. Um, but we we've talked about this a little bit via text. Like there's something very strange about spending. Oh, hello, special guest. Everybody hold the phone. Is he Who could it be? <laughs> Who could it possibly be? Oh, it's Jamie Flav, everybody. <laughs> what a treat. What, what a special treat. guest. Jamie, we were just discussing Amber's uh, uh, COVID. I don't know if you knew that she has COVID right now. I, I still have it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> are you in a hospital? If you are, I'm, not in, a, hospital. I'm, I'm not in a hospital. I'm in my house. Um, but She is on a ventilator, though. You can't really no, see I'm, it. But. I'm doing I'm doing <laughs> fine, all things considered. It's just not fun. I wouldn't recommend it. Oh, but that's what I was saying. It's wild to spend two and a half years actively avoiding something and then just getting it. Like psychologically, it's it's strange. Like, well, uh, uh, okay. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like it's it's very weird. Um but Hmm. What else was I going to say about that? I don't know. Um, yeah. Don't recommend mask up, wear, wash your hands. <laughs> you don't recommend it. Yeah. Not a, not a fan. <laughs> it is weird how many on various sides of the political spectrum are recommending that you get COVID. I guess there is actually a faction of people that's recommending that you get it because that well, herd immunity, herd immunity. Right. Which is never going to happen. Right. Um, well, before we get into what's been going on with Amber, I think it behooves us, speaking of herd immunity, it behooves us to find out what's going on with the man who has not been around in quite some time. He has been missing in action, or at least in action elsewhere. Jamie Flam, welcome, welcome, welcome back. Um, it's, uh, thank you for having me. Uh, I <laughs> mean, this from the bottom of my heart. I genuinely miss you guys. It's been nine months, six months, a year. I honestly don't know which of those, but it has to be a denomination. of. It seems like yesterday. It does. Uh, <laughs> yeah. When I got the email about this recording, uh, just a few minutes ago, I, um, it occurred to me that there might be a, a checking in and then asking about what I've been up to. <laughs> and um, oh no no no! Please tell me this is not about to happen. <laughs> this is impossible. My guess is that what people want to know the most is um, where my steps are at. Oh, big time! And I'm proud to say that this might be, as we're nearing the end of May, might be my biggest month ever. I might finish the month with an average of fifteen thousand steps. A day. How how are you squeezing them all in? And how are you keeping track of all of them? I got this great app. I'm sure I've mentioned in the past. It's called Pacer, <laughs> and uh, I hold my phone. I'm addicted to my phone. I'm constantly holding my phone. It's several walks a day, usually one or two or three longer ones, maybe a couple shorter ones. Uh, but what's what constitutes a long walk? I would say. Um, like an hour on a really good day. Like I've like before, like my first walk of the day, I've got like nine to 10,000 steps. 
so maybe an hour and a half. And what constitutes a short walk? Does that mean just getting up from your desk and going to the restroom? <laughs> I mean, on some level, yes. Holding your phone up the entire time? <laughs> Marching. I mean, I feel like I've talked about this fast. There are nights where it's like, shit, I got 13,800 steps and I'm not going to go outside. So I'm just pacing around my apartment. Whatever. This is a, a check-in I've done for literally probably a decade. Uh, it's hysterical. I, I have to say it, that... We haven't seen each other in so long. We're in the middle of a pandemic. The state of the, the world, there was a national tragedy this week. And we're talking about your steps. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just noting. Yeah, I'm glad I, you're noting it because I would be noting it much more. How are more you? Often. How are you guys besides the COVID? No, 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 Jamie. No, no, no. Don't deflect, okay? Tell us what's going on. Give us some insight into your life. Amber and I have kept up with each other quite a bit over the last six months, nine months, a year, whatever. It's like, oh, here goes Amber again with all her fascinating stories about her life in a different part of town. So <laughs> give us some insight into what's been going on with you. Let's see. Um, you know, I still have a theater called Dynasty Typewriter. Yeah. That has been, I mean, I would say that's probably the, through line of um, joys and uh, challenges. And um, can you guys believe this? It'll be five years. No. In uh, November. I don't the- believe that. I don't either. It doesn't make sense. Uh, but we did lose like three years in there. Yeah. So it's really like you had it two years. <laughs> Do you still have all those plastic leaves in the, in the lobby? No. Okay, good. You know what? And I, that's actually a great entry point because I do feel I've evolved. I'm, I'm proud that we have like the, the vines, the, the, you know, they were coming from a place of enchantment, but yeah, they, they were not, not a, a, a long-term good call for. Um, they serve their purpose. They serve their purpose. They got it through the first couple of years. Uh, but yes, it's been a roller coaster whirlwind. Uh, I feel like we're finally starting to get some momentum. We've had, we've hired some people. Um, we fired some people. Let's talk about it. Did you fire anybody that you hired or vice versa? Yeah. Can you give us a specific, like, was there one instance where you were like, this is a great hiring story or this is a great firing story? Like this, they stole something. And you hired them. Unfortunately, I wish for some of these cases, you wish. Like you came in one morning, it was seven o'clock in the morning and there was somebody who was just taking. Holding up the help wanted sign. Right. No, somebody was like taking files out of the back and you were like, hold it right there. And then you had a conversation and it turns out you have a kind heart and you're like, look, I've, I live this way too. I used to steal files from the improv all the time. Do you want a job working here? Would you like to be the file? clerk any any hiring stories like that that's a good one not not like that (laughs) but um it was so specific um i wish i wish there was a story like that no all of it's very fresh too so i I, i'll just focus on 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 the the me of it (laughs) but um i think uh it sounds so cliche but um some of these uh, situations are like, they're, you know, they're a nightmare to deal with, but um, you, um, in retrospect, 
like, uh, oh, we needed to go through that to truly understand how to move forward. And I think now with five years, there's like, there's a lot of that, like, oh my God, we're just starting to come into understanding what it means to run a business and mm. all the things. So, so what's a nightmare that you had to go through to learn from? <laughs> um, well, this is, I mean, just, it's not specific to this, but, um, about a week ago, we have a sign outside of a, the gate that tells delivery people um, that if no one's there to call this number or to go around the corner to, to drop it off. Oh, man, I know where this is going. Go ahead. And, oh, I mean, okay, so we got a beer and wine license. Oh, nice. Which was over two years in the making and bureaucracy and dealing with the city. And that was crazy. But we finally got it, which is a huge step for us as a business and for the experience of coming to see a show someone can have a beer or some wine or a canned cocktail and um so when the delivery drivers come sometimes there's no one there they know to drop it off in our building manager's office but because of that we had to install security cameras so we got on our because of what because of the beer and wine license or because of the sign out front because of the bear and wine, there's a, there's a ton of things you have to do. As a Legally, you were required to have security cameras because you're now serving beer and wine. I don't know if every business has to, probably, presumably, but um, you get what are called the, the conditions from the city. Like, we will grant you this, but here's literally 20 pages of, like, conditions, one through 65. Right. Well, And what is the thought there that people will break in and steal the wine i think it's mostly just so they get good footage for those clip shows on know. true tv where it's tripping drunk over people. Themselves. yeah yeah <laughs> i think on one level it's that the law enforcement they do know that there's going to be a added uh violence potential of things happening Theft. and so they want to have less work on their end so if they have more cameras Mm-hmm. typical but we also have to have security now every night which is i'm happy to have it did you, know? you hire that guy from the improv that always wanted to punch you to death <laughs> no. <laughs> no didn't hire him um we brought him in for an interview, right? <laughs> still wanted to punch me which uh didn't make me he opened with that <laughs> he, opened with that. <laughs> he put that down as special skills punching jamie to death on his resume that was 12 years ago, probably. That's insane. No. Yeah, Come more, on. I don't know. That was probably 2011. Which That's only 11 years ago. ago. <laughs> uh, so security. Um, I forgot totally where I was. Yeah, where, where, I, I, I'm, I'm trying, you know, as always, I'm trying to. Entry point. Just figure out what your story was there, because it started with the sign out front, the delivery right. guys around the corner, mm. security cameras, beer and wine license. Oh, it did feel like you were going. And then it was just like, and then <laughs> we have security and police are lazy and blah, blah, blah. Yes. You know, uh, so the sign that directs delivery people, um, it's a bit, it's like a nice sign. There's there's grommets. It's uh, it's been printed at a place. I'm gonna say it might cost forty bucks to print it, mm-hmm. um, but you want something that's sturdy. How many grommets? <laughs> I think there's two grommets. 
Mm-hmm. I, I always I, I'm always in favor of at least three grommets, because if you just have two and you tie them at the corners, it's easier for people to rip it off. But if it's tied all the way across, you know, anyway, go ahead. Well, it's funny. We're, I will have to look at the security cam footage of it being stolen. Oh, no. Because someone came up this is last week and then. One of our employees noticed that it was missing and then they're like, hey, let's go look at that footage. And sure enough, you see this uh, lady come up and initially try to, I think, get into the theater. <laughs> um, but then like, as a con- consolation prize. Um, She's like, this is a nice sign. It probably costs 40 bucks. I'm going to take it. She started trying to get it and then had some sort of device, like a cane. Or it almost looked like a, a thing that you would press and it would have like a, a claw. To pick like the thing that you get something off the top shelf with yeah that mm-hmm. thing right and then she finally got it i don't know what she did with it but um just going back to what i said a moment ago consolation prize mm. so funny i just i just said it because i think in the last two days on some podcast or something i heard someone say consolation prize and i started thinking about it it's for someone who's consoling or needs consoling <laughs> it's like the prize for the poor person that is sad. Yeah. I've never thought of it like that. What's happening right now? Exactly. Um, I don't follow. I didn't. I feel like I missed a step there. He just oh, realized yeah. what the word consolation. That's meant. not related to the story at all. No, I think it can be. Okay. Um, well, no, yeah. she wanted to break in and <laughs> punch you to death. I see. So the so the so the <laughs> sign was her consolation prize, yes. and you just realized that it was because she needed consoling because she couldn't get in. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you were listening to a podcast where they said consolation prize, which is why. And just in the last, I think, forty eight hours, I really started to think about the word consolation prize in this context, and um, so right. that it organically. I mean, I guess it was. Not, organic but also happened to be in the ether of my mind i I think ether of your mind is a great way to describe your mind that's you know there's so many little things that happened in the last several months but um i think existential what like just another level of it that we've explored so many times the three of us or four of us at times um but like on another level of like the creatureness of it the, like i've been going through like what the fuck is that like i think i'm understanding like maybe both of your existential dread in a a deeper way where it's like maybe i've been a little bit so in my own shit that like i'm like oh when people are scared of like the pandemic and these things like in my mind i'm like yeah i not that i wasn't scared and going through it too but like now i'm like Oh, like Amber and Sean. You're so focused on yourself that outside circumstances don't really affect you is what you're saying. Well, for, yeah, I would say that on, on some level. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably the condition for a lot of people. And in and out, I think, um, you know, I've been ex- exploring and on a, a journey of self for most of my adult life. But just on the existential. I think life, you I, I think you got lost. For sure. But does that make sense? Like, I mean, it's been a long journey. Like, too bad there was no map, you know, nobody (laughs) asked for directions. Did I tell you about on my, I I definitely have told you about beat, but in my journaling, um, 
on every page now, my journal now, I write, this is the map. Have I shared that? I don't no. think that's a new thing. I We just last heard about high beat, right? Yeah. yeah. So now what is, remind me what high beat is again. It's like, hello, in, back, like everywhere, at the thing. Energy. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that was a very short phase of the like, the anagram. Is that an anagram? No, that's a. It's this thing like scuba, like radar, like. Yeah, what is that? I don't remember what it's called, but what is it? What was it? It was something. I mean, that was like frequency, beat, um, vibration. I think those words kind of played in. No, but there was something specific to it. It was like be everywhere at times or something no, no, like no. that. Beat was just, um, beat is like kind of my um, inner uh, uh, teacher. Uh, it's my, it's my, my, maybe my soul. It's oh, bald eagle and troll. That's what the fuck it was. <laughs> oh, good. I, I, that is so crazy to me. I mean, you're the best. That listener. is good, Sean. That Sean. was 32 years ago. We talked about that. <laughs> I mean, still like the project, like that. I, 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 I so the most excited that one day we'll get to do. Okay. Sorry. I high beat and then beat says, hi, Jamie. And it's evolved. And this is every day now when I check in high beat. Hi, Jamie. Um, you write this. I, I, I just read it. Um, yeah, we're not going to be able to see it, but I'm just saying, like, you literally write, like, hi, Jamie, hi, B. Oh, yeah. And then beaming. All right. 100% of the time, as soon as I have that little interaction, like, there's a legitimate, I'm beaming. But then I think on, we've talked about that there's, there's the level of, like, also, I'm beaming into the frequency of the universe. Um, but now I always say, welcome back or welcome home. Like, which, because I'll go days without writing my journal. And then as soon as I get back, I'm like, this is every day I need to get to this journal because this is where I connect with myself and then welcome back. And then I love you. And I started saying, I love you to myself. And sometimes that's all I write and that's enough. But usually that's the entry point to then just kind of journal. But, you but also sometimes write you write, I love you, but. <laughs> kind of, I mean. <laughs> but you sure. also, you write something about a map. That's how this started. Oh, and then so. And this is on camera outside your theater, right? <laughs> it's all... You're just screaming it at a security <laughs> camera. <laughs> well, that's like the tethering to reality and the creatureness. Yeah, why wouldn't I at some point just be screaming that in a park? I might be one day. Mm-hmm. We all we all might be one day. I like in those moments where I'm like, you know, you see someone that's, you know lost it or is mm-hmm. going through it and i'm like I, it is such a thin like oh yeah arguably Paper i'm doing it in my car every day to myself <laughs> I like or just you just have privacy yeah have privacy and i don't think it's anything um ultimately worrisome i think that's why i connect with people um like you to hear and know that you do it too makes me feel great <laughs> i didn't say i do it too I, I have I have a quick question that is related, and then we'll get back to the whatever map. this was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you guys dance at your house? Yes. Me too. Not enough. Every time I do, and it's usually involves maybe a little bit of weed, but I'm just start dancing, and I'm like, I'm back. What about you, Sean? I do, and Jamie never sees me. I'm at his house, and I. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. 
I ask because um, my friend Whitney, who I know Sean knows, I don't know if Jamie knows, it doesn't matter. But we were, it might have been on a text thread, it truly doesn't matter, but it was a bunch of us. And she was like, I hate in commercials when like, there's a woman like dancing around her kitchen. And we were all like, why? (laughs) And she's like, because no one does that. (laughs) And we all were like, we all do that. She thought it was patronizing. And we're like, you're just joyless. <laughs> oh, so sad. She needs to dance. So now it's become like a, a running joke. And she's like holding firm. She's like, I will never dance. <laughs> it gets expensive for me. Uh, mm. Having a woman dancing around my kitchen. But <laughs> it's worth it. Pays for itself. Mm-hmm. No way. <laughs> so wait, when did the map part of your journaling and what does it signify and how is it playing out the playing out i don't know like it's all got me <laughs> right here right the now speak, speak for themselves <laughs> <laughs> got me to talking to you and somehow the sign and the security guard camera came up um that um i know it's kind of cliche but um and i the um but the metaphor of diving and being focused and um, connecting to something more to create anything. Here we go with the old metaphor of diving again. What a cliche. I feel like 10 years ago, it was like the, like the treasure map is the treasure. That was, that was the map thing. Oh, that was a huge treasure thing. map is the treasure. <laughs> yeah. Like part of my search is like, I'm looking for the map. I just want to find the map on what am I supposed to do with my life? Like every single day, I'm uh. still struggling. But the, when I'm writing down, this, the map is right here. As soon as you start writing, as soon as you start ideally getting past the surface level and getting to the part where I'm, it's just coming through me, like that's the map to find anything. It's just that's where the expression comes from. And that's all there is to, to live for, including the dancing. Like, And I mean, I think so much about, especially in the early years of this podcast and um and probably the later years too but um uh today for that matter last, right now right now i'm starting to get in my head but like you know the playing and the improvising and mm. um how in my head and the lawyers and all that stuff it's like the lawyers life. did we have lawyers at one point the southern lawyers oh we have the, oh, oh, oh but the lawyer in my head that's like um trying to pick out every word that i'm going to say mm. like Right. It's the only work I have to do is to get past that for anything mm-hmm. I want to do. It's to get past the fucking ego and just be me. And it's just now, cool. my thing about maps is they take you there. You use it to go from one place to another. Mm. So what is the place you're starting and what's the place you're going when you're using these maps it's every day? A place of um, a voice in my head that in the loops that are constant all day to a place of, um, of connection with, um, feels like you don't know where you're going. (laughs) Yeah. You need a map. Yeah. Where's the map? (laughs) No, the map is trusting your intuition. I think the map is, um, just, yeah. Tapping into something higher where I'm just not stuck in my own, getting in my own way with my own Mm. Stupid thoughts. I um, Jamie. I feel like I'm in a similar place. I feel um, 
like I'm I'm maybe less dramatic or poetic or symbolic or I don't I don't I don't know um metaphoric <laughs> about it but like I I think that I've spent a lot of times a lot of my life just kind of like what should I be doing and I'm trying to settle and I think I'm accomplishing it um of just like this this is what I'm doing I think that's the secret <laughs> like, like this is what I'm doing being focused on any one thing and it's you know it's every book I've ever read not every book but ones that are <laughs> thematic to a uh, self-exploration or Buddhism or whatever it is but yeah that's all the thing like I can hear I've heard it a thousand times like the power of now and, and live in the moment and all these things that feel like no but you really got to do it that is the work and that's well and also hearing it and internalizing it are totally different things and having the tools just to recognize i mean that really is the work all day every day oh my god i've been this loop uh, i know on one level me my obsession with steps has always been to like just avoid focusing on something do you feel like your obsession with step like is it having the desired effect like are you because i feel like the 10,000 steps thing to me is like a fitness and weight loss kind of thing. Right. And it's a, a myth. It's been it's debunked. <laughs> well, it started because well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> okay. Let's find out if it's a myth or not. Is it working? <laughs> it's, it's better for me to be outside getting fresh air sometimes than being in my apartment overthinking things. Mm. And, you know, I think the fitness but yeah, I've read the articles like anything over 7,500s, whatever. Read those 7,500 articles? I've read the 7,500 articles. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know what's weird? It's kind of a tangent, but going back to the first few years of Longshot 2, now being five years of Dynasty, I feel like I had to... I look back at when I was at the Improv, and especially the point where I was putting on the shows and doing the Spanglers and performing almost, you know, several times a week. And like, if you asked me then, I would have been like, I'm struggling to figure things out. And it's like, I look back and like, I was doing, We're doing all it. And there's a version of myself that opened a theater. There's a version of myself that I've been so disconnected from because, the, you know, opening the theater has forced me to like the people pleasing and all the things. And I feel like probably last time I was on, we talked about this too, because it's been, it was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm just starting now to reconnect. Like I think so many people post-pandemic that have lost <laughs> connection to their their heart. Um, but like, oh my, I, I just like couldn't even connect to a version of myself that could have ever opened a theater or like, and taken the steps. And so now I'm finally just feeling the spark again. And, um, oh, I did um, some psychedelic drugs a few weeks ago. There it is. <laughs> Boy, this took a turn. <laughs> I, I I reconnected to the version of myself that takes psychedelic drugs. It was um. What do you do and where and tell us everything? Yeah, I, I should have started with this. Um, but I would say, like, I feel like I've been coming out of the shell for the last few months. But that experience has helped. Um, it was the first time I did anything since. 
right before the pandemic, I did ayahuasca, which I know we talked about back then. Um, but it was a, I was invited to a group. It was a men's group. Um, and there were 30 guys. <laughs> men. <laughs> just, I already just picture this ending with all of you do like jerking off in a circle. Well, I won't say well like that. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, um, a friend of mine invited me who, um, I feel like he would have told me about a circle jerk, uh, mm-hmm. situation. but I will say when I got to this place, um, and it was at a house, a guy's house in Pasadena and, um, perfect house to do drugs in, um, like a big backyard with water features and wind chimes and Buddhist statues. And, um, let me ask I, you this. How soon did you have to take your clothes off? <laughs> when I got there, I did clock um, some uh, nothing sexual, but some just um, you know nudity. No male nudity. Some floppy penises <laughs> hanging around. No, but um, just had some ball sacks. Just nope. I didn't know what he clocked. What did you clock? I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> so were they, unfortunately. <laughs> I clocked. Um, yeah, just some. Um, some people like holding hands and like some massages and, and it just definitely just like, you know, it was like on alert, (laughs) (laughs) not that with any judgment at all of that, but I'm like, Oh, I, and I know that a lot of they've been doing this, this particular group. And there's, I was one of six new people, but a lot of these people have known each other for 15, 20 years. They've been doing this, you know, periodically for a long time. So there was a level of intimacy. Um, but no, there's no, never any sexual. Well, and what was this? Like, was so, there a ceremony? So there was, as the sun was setting, it was like all around under this tree, 30 men. <laughs> what happened to the 10 of them? Where did 10 of them go? <laughs> Wait, no, no, there's always 30. Did I you say said 40? 40 before. Oh, no, no, 30. <laughs> I thought there were six. <laughs> I was one of six new people. Uh, Did you say nude? And no. we were going west. At- <laughs> oh my god! So there's 30 guys sitting around a tree. Some of them are holding hands. Some of them are massaging each other. The I didn't even mean it like setting. that. I just feel like, I just feel like there's always a thing where it's like, yeah, you know what? We're gonna do this all together. So let's let's just fucking take our shirt. Let's get naked. Let's all be naked while we do this. You know, well, you not, know. not even in a sexual way, but you know, that was my nightmare going in. Like I was like. And I was too scared to ask. Oh, yeah. Me. You have a thing with nudity. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the shirt. I... Right. You have no you have no, no pants on right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm free. All of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So there's kind of like it's part of like a, a, a there's a kind of a cult leader aspect. <laughs> um, How do you know this person that dragged you into this? Um, he's the um, fiance of um, someone, a, a very close friend of mine, and, um, and who I've. So it's not um, somebody that you're close to. Someone like you know, it's it's the person like a, yeah, I would say he's a friend. Um, you know him through your other friend though. Yeah, and I think we've have we hung out without the friend. Maybe. You can't say for sure whether you ever hung out with this person away from your friend until the time you got together with him and 29 other dudes and did <laughs> drugs in a backyard in Pasadena. I think that's accurate. I, <laughs> I don't know if I've ever hung out with him alone, but we've definitely had phone conversations just talking about. 
So I feel like that's more than just the person you see around. Like, and we've always connected on spiritual. All right. Well, just keep going about the about the thing. So okay. So uh, the basically, it's a very curated experience and ceremony about how it goes down. And they're talking about there's kind of like a almost like a a lesson, like a thirty minute kind of teaching about a concept they called um, um, I forget the word, uh, but basically how we're just absorbing unity, things. togetherness, <laughs> malehood. You really want this to be that? Um, no, I, I want it to be what? I'm not wanting it to be anything. <laughs> Um, I'm just guessing at what they were talking about. Well, I guess maybe kind of what Sean is dancing around. Um, was there a reason that it was all men? Oh, and no women. Well, I'll say this. There was definitely a reason. But what was oh. the reason? Yeah. Yeah. I said it in a passive aggressive. <laughs> they also have a women's group that's part of the same thing. And they also have a co-ed one. And I happen to, I think it's, um, it allows men to be men, I guess, and to tap into the, the masculinity. And well, and not it, have it to- sucks so bad when men are not allowed to be men, you know. Mm. I know in this day and age, right? Can't stand it. Um, I'm trying to think of the word, it was like intendering, and I, I mean, I can look it up, it doesn't matter, who cares? Um, I, I really am not. I'm not trying to imply anything sexual. I do think that there is a thing that has been going on for a while of like the men's movement. And we're all going to get together in the forest and take our clothes off and beat drums and be men together and be masculine and all this stuff. And I do think, you know, th- that's a thing that still goes on. So I'm just trying to figure out if this was something like that or what was what was really happening. You know, no, I don't think it was like that. I, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't have a good answer, but um, it wasn't that per se. Mm-hmm. Oh, a quick tangent is the week before I went to the Renaissance Fair and I haven't been there in a couple of years and had so much fun and the spirit of play and people getting dressed up. And I feel like, you know, usually people wear Renaissance stuff and I feel like it's just so beyond that now. It's like, just wear whatever you want. Like there's, there's like people dressed up just like 70s disco. <laughs> <laughs> didn't really work for me but i was like you go <laughs> i don't know like okay. just like costume party general yeah like i there used to be like oh like there's gonna be star trek people because they're playing in that world but now we'll just yeah i think like the the 70s disco thing which just threw me off but just like let's just go play in whatever costume we have and as i was leaving i was like next time i come back i think i want to get dressed up because i did not get dressed up and i was like i think I would wear a skirt or like a, a kilt because that's a, a thing. I was like, I think I'll be a kilt person. I'm down for a kilt. And so. Kiltman, they call it. Yeah, kiltman. <laughs> I, um, so we, we break up into little groups. We just, so first we all get our pill. Okay. We're back at the, yes. we've left the Renaissance fair. <laughs> we've left Renaissance fair. <laughs> And, uh, or is it a weirdly granular <laughs> Renaissance pill that somebody made themselves in a little mortal mortar and pestle? Pestle? Uh, yeah, so, mortar and pestle, right? Isn't that what it is? I thought pistol. No, mortar and pistol. I don't remember. Pistol is a firearm. Hmm. 
so everyone is taking different things too like not everyone's on the same trip and part of the way it's designed is none of it's like going to make you like ayahuasca was like you're going into a deep state for hours, mm -hmm. and hours this is designed so it's like an hour hour and a half of just like a heart opening kind of something um was the point to engender conversation under the influence of drugs or was it just to sort of be together and be present and be tripping in some way I, as I found, they're open to all of them. Hmm. Um, and so... So there was no map. There was no map. The hmm. treasure is the map. The treasure <laughs> is there. The map is the treasure. The map is the treasure. The treasure, <laughs> right. the treasure. That's a much more concise way of putting it. <laughs> uh, but why not say treasure twice? Uh, um, so what did you take and how did they decide who got what like was it and who were you with and were they talking and what were they on so i didn't they, they didn't tell me what i took they didn't tell you what you took no did nobody did know what they were taking or was it just you you know i don't know i found out in this past week i i, I talked to one of the facilitators and he told me all the things i took did you have to pay for this and was it a placebo i did have to pay for it mm -hmm. and it was not a placebo mm -hmm. i don't i'm sorry i can't get past the, like why don't you know what you're taking yeah that seems mm. i think if i had asked they would have told me um so but that's what i'm saying like is there a pharmacist that decides like Jamie needs this concoction and Bubba needs this concoction and Peter needs this concoction. <laughs> yes, I think so. Like it was pretty. Uh, I want to talk about my concoction. <laughs> <clears throat> so it was like personalized to just you. I'm sure there's like a handful of things that are. I know the first thing that everyone's taking is what they call the heart opener. Um, to something. Which is what. I think cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> I had to sniff. I was going to say sugar, but okay. <laughs> I found out that what I took was called Kana. I after I took it, I was like pretty convinced that I took a combination of mushrooms and Molly. Like that was like from past experience. I was like, that's what I'm on, and I had like the most beautiful. Just like I immediately, as soon as I started feeling it, just was like went to the far end of the backyard and just found a bench and sat with some trees and just was just like just joyful and um and this guy came up to me after a few minutes and um this is where i was like all right here's where it starts um wait did you really have that feeling yeah i was sitting on this bench and i was like i felt like it felt like mushrooms to me it was like the trees started coming alive in a way and i just had the biggest smile and i was just like I think Peter, you thought this guy was going to walk up and go, what a beautiful oh. day. Do you mind if I suck your dick? <laughs> I mean, by that point, I was not thinking about that. But as soon as now that like someone that I didn't know was approaching, uh -huh. I think there was like uh, uh, something uh, bad is about to happen. Or good. I guess I'm open minded, but I'm mm -hmm. seem like something's about to happen. <laughs> but here's I what happened. just took drugs that I don't know what I took. And I'm in a backyard with 28. 29 somewhere in between 25 and 30 other men and i don't know what's going on and this could get ugly so this guy that came up was actually one of i think three or four 
guys that did not take any drugs who's just there to make sure everyone was- <sighs> those are the guys you gotta watch out for and he just said hey oh, was he worried about you being on a bench i think he was just kind of doing rounds like and just like so basically when it first hit and i'll get back to the renaissance for a thing in there but um oh, <laughs> actually let's, let's just back up real quick Ooh. so usually they said the groups are much smaller and like they'll go around the entire group and um everyone will kind of set their intention or in terms of number or in terms of, of physical presence. <laughs> but when they said that, did that hurt your feelings? Cause you were one of six new guys. So you're like, Oh, did you not want me here? Wait, when they said what? We're usually Groups a much usually smaller much smaller. group. We usually oh, get no. a lot more accomplished. Or were you like, he thinks I'm big. <laughs> Um, no, I think uh, it didn't occur to me to be anything. It just seemed like, but they, they, they decided we're not going to go around the whole group, but we're going to break up into smaller groups. And that's where you can kind of talk about your attention versus intention. And so there's probably four people in my group, basically oftentimes for drugs or other things, they want you to set your intention, but they made the distinction because, and I liked it because intention sometimes implies a specific outcome, desired outcome. Versus just talking about where your attention has been and where it makes it more open-ended to what it can be. Well, and it, and with an intention, you could fail. And right, I think that's basically. And and if you place your attention somewhere, you you can't fail. It's you you're just paying attention to something. Yeah, I think that's. Would it. they have a problem if I wanted to set my contention? <laughs> I think they'd be open to it. They're. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree, but anyway, go ahead. Um, so in the, I, in the small group round, and the first guy that's talking um, says um, sorry, his, his attention has been with the Renaissance Fair because he's one of the guys that works, like he's part of the group. And he was part, of, I don't remember what they're called, but he's part of like the 70s time traveler group. <laughs> no, the kilt wearing group. Mm. Shut up. He was like, yeah, like, I, I forgot what, what he said to make me know that it was a kilt group, but I'm killed him. We were killed. It's like, we're doing the parade and I got into it with one of my fellow kiltmen and um, I wear a very particular costume when I go to the Renaissance Fair from my home country. Did you but freak it, out because it was so I was getting like goosebumps. I was like, of course, like one of the first guys I meet is a kiltman and <laughs> And I told him, and he was like, he actually was like, well, I'll, I'll have a, the brigade officer give you a call if you want to join us next week. And I would give you out. a card, but I can't carry a wallet in my kilt. <laughs> That's true. Um, so that was just the first time I was like, I felt, oh, okay, this feels like I'm glad to be here. Because I was a little bit nervous going into it, like to take drugs with strangers. <laughs> um, so anyway, now I'm in the back corner. I've taken Understandably, by the way. Unknown drugs. Unknown. So when it starts, to hit, like before it hit me, there's four other guys in this group. A couple of them were like, oh, "I'm going to go lay down," and then another guy was like, oh, "I'm going to go to my area too." And by the way, I, you had to bring sleeping bags and um, blankets, and you set up shop. Some people were set up in the house. I had like a spot out near a hammock and near the fire pit. <laughs> I had a spot near a hammock. <laughs> <laughs> right, Lucky me. 
I'm almost in the hammock. And so I started feeling it. I go to the back edge of the, um, I'm seeing the thing. So the guy comes up and he's like, how you doing? And I was like, I'm, I'm really, really good. I'm really good. And he's like, do you feel safe? I was like, I do. I do feel safe. And then he's like, all right, well, enjoy, enjoy your journey. And then he walked away. So dodged a bullet. Uh, but and from that in, point in on, what sense do you, what do you mean you dodged a bullet? Oh, just in the sense of like, am I going to have to jerk someone off or get jerked off? Oh, or... I see. <laughs> Which I've been. So, so when you said, yes, I feel safe, you actually were lying to him. No, I wasn't. I think um, in that moment, you would have been safe giving him a hand job. No, you I didn't. didn't I, I think I would have see the like possible CD situation till after. What? Like no, the con- you, you're we're adding the like negative. Con- you're saying dodge the bullet now, but that's not how you felt at the time. Oh, I think I just you know going into the situation, knowing it was a men's group, and then seeing I think that the, there was some intimacy. I did have just like a like oh my own comfort level with the things that could come up if that this was a group that gets naked or and they may or may not have been aware of your affinity for sleeping bags. <laughs> That's a really good point. It's kind of I mean there were you have a history. Bags. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie started fucking. That was sixty four years ago. We talked about that. I know. Uh. By the way, we're cleaning out my parents' garage probably like nine months ago, and um, the old crusty <laughs> got thrown in a trash can, but the old crusty was in the garage. The very same? The same one. It was a green sleeping bag with like a red and black kind of checkered in bag. Sounds very sexual. <laughs> <laughs> so... But no, as soon as he did say, do you feel safe? I did at that point just, and I also made the thing, like I really, when I initially talked to the guy who was kind of vetting me for the group, I kind of, he was like, what do you want to get out of this group? And I, I rambled for what felt like 10 minutes. And he was like, if I'm listening to you, um, what I'm hearing is that you're about to enter your fifth year of this um, business you started and you, what, you're really ready to start coming into your power and creativity in new ways. It's like, yeah, that sounds good. So I kind of went in thinking that my journey was going to be related to that. And, but at that moment in the back corner, I was like, I made a conscious decision. I was like, I'm just going to let go of what this should be or what I want it to mm-hmm. be. Just let this be what it wants to be. Which Sean and Amber, like, it's just like with comedy and fucking improv. It's like, they, they really are the tenets of life and play and yes ending and just um seeing where things are going to go and it keeps coming back to that uh but then got a little weird at the end there but go ahead (laughs) (laughs) we let it be what it wanted to be Mm -hmm. and so the rest of the trip so i was just glowing and at a certain point i was like maybe i should be more social so i kind of wandered over and like so but basically there some people are retreated in their areas just like laying down in their own head doing did anybody get the hammock i don't think anyone was in the hammock at any point Dang. which is a missed opportunity what a waste uh but there's always <laughs> people around the fire kind of like groups of two or three that people are just talking and so i was like maybe i should be more social so i started walking over towards it 
but then I saw my sleeping bag <laughs> and it was like too good to pass up. And so I just got into my sleeping bag and I don't, again, I don't know if this was 20 minutes or an hour, but was just wrapped up in a, like in like a fetal position. I felt like I was in the womb, just looking up at like these purple lights going in the tree and this music playing and this fire like right over there and just like just wrapped in like this warm glow of just like <laughs> everything is okay. Everything is okay. And it felt so good. And I wasn't having like a crazy like mushroom trip or anything like it was just like pure just bliss. No, you were just on Kano. Kano, yeah. Which um I think from my research might be legal in small doses but whatever it was it was i mean i don't know how much i took but it was it was great um so then finally i was like i think i i don't want to be the guy that one of the six new guys that just was in his own head the whole time i feel i should be somewhat social so then i get out of my sleeping bag and my friend um checks in with me we chat for a couple minutes he's like have you gotten your booster and i was like no and so i i knew like as part of the thing you get this was all a covid scam <laughs> <laughs> maybe um and like so they want to give you your booster um i was like yeah i want to go get a booster and so i want they're like just go to the kitchen and so i wander into the kitchen where the two main guys that are like the leaders of the group are just sitting at this table and um someone's just like just wait till this there's something they were talking to someone and as soon as he got up they're like have a seat you know i'm still just in a blissful state and they're just like just looking at these two older guys and I, I think i was one of the youngest people there i think it was mostly men in their 50s 60s 70s and um but these two guys just looking at me and like how are you doing i'm like i'm so good i'm so good. now are these guys on anything or are these some of the sober guys i think they're both sober guys hmm. And they're um, like, well, where do you want to go? Do you want to go deeper inside? Do you want to be more social? Like, what, just, like where, where do you want to take this? And I was like, yeah, I think more social. Um, and so they. That's when the cocaine came out. <laughs> gave me another pill. And um, by the way, you didn't, you still didn't know what it was. No, hmm. I was comfortable with it. I felt safe. I knew that they weren't trying to fuck me up. Hmm. Um, and so I took this other pill and then I wandered to the fire and then just spent the next, and I, at one, another point took, took a third pill. Um, but the rest of the night, it was just, just social having conversations and, um, yeah, just opening up and just feeling, feeling really good. And, what did uh, you talk about with people? Anything good? This better be good. This better be good. If you say well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think life and relationships and at one point Ugh. at one point the renaissance fair guy sat down next to me and this was a and he was definitely just in a really good place but he was pretty incoherent um but i, I noticed that which may or may not have been the drugs i mean who knows the guy's a renaissance fair guy he may be incoherent all the time <laughs> but there, i tried to tell people every time i go down to the Sounds fair and wear my kilt and then dress. That's what he sounded like. I mean, he really did sound um, pretty incoherent. Um, but I noticed that my energy, like when he sat down, was like, I was like, didn't want to engage with him at first. Mm. Like I was in a place and he was clearly in a place. And I was like, 
But again, I made, I was like, you know what? I'm going to open up this person, this human being is sitting down next to me. And I just turned to him and I don't, it felt like it was by 30 minutes of him just expressing. I didn't understand the word so much, but, um, but just nodded and just, I know that feeling go on. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. Set him up pretty good for that one. <laughs> Been setting him up for the last twenty minutes. Uh, but I just, um, yeah, I just gave him um, my attention, and um, and he he was just your attention or your intention. My attention, mm-hmm. and that was pretty much it. And then I went to bed, and a few hours later, we woke up. There was a big breakfast. And then what they think is, or they, and I believe too, is the most important part is um, the um, integration ceremony. The spanking train? <laughs> sure. So, um, so that th- this it went, was, it took over three hours, but I'm um, going around the circle and every single person um, shares their experience and um, what they took away from it. And as I was starting, I was like, I literally don't know what I'm going to say. Like my, I was like, it was a great trip, man. Like, I feel like I didn't, as, as opposed to like the ayahuasca where I was like, oh my God, I saw this and talked to this spirit and connected dots and like saw the meaning of life. This was just like, no, it was just, but as part of the experience is as you're hearing people talk and you're like, oh yeah. And then you start making connections and just hearing other people talk about what they're experiencing. Like by the time it got to me, I, I felt like I had things to share. Mm. And the number one thing was, I was like, you know, I thought that my whole journey was going to be about work and where I'm at with that. And what I realized was this was the first last 10 hours that I did not think about work. Oh, nice. At all. I was like, honestly, I don't know. When is, this one, is this one of the new guys? Back? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, and also this is the first time I haven't been on my phone for 10 hours. Like I just didn't look at my phone. I was like, that alone was absolutely yeah. everything. Um, and I said a few other things. That was that. But then. Did you mention steps at all? Steps didn't come up, I don't believe. Uh-huh. It got to the Renaissance Fair guy. And um, he um, he's sharing his experience. And he's like, and I just want to thank Jamie. This is all my ego right now. But I was like, I feel like Jamie is like a professional journeyer. Um which was like the best thing I could hear. Them. You're like, <laughs> yeah. check out my business card, bro. Actually. The- and <laughs> check out my maps. Every page is a new map. Um, but he's like, last night, I just, you know, I sat down next to him and he just, um, he held such space for me. And I just, I was so appreciative. And um, uh-huh. and I appreciated hearing Did you that. tell him he was completely incoherent? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't add that. <laughs> I didn't really have a choice but to hold space because I couldn't understand what the fuck you were saying. I, I don't think ultimately it mattered. I mean, it didn't. Um, so, but then... A lot of people tell me I'm completely incoherent, but Jamie just held space for me. I think that is, it was such a, like a lesson and just, and just, you know, how I'm often avoiding or prejudging or just not just giving myself to others and, and and just listening and being there but then at, when the group was done a, a guy came up to me and was like hey um that was um the way you held space for the other guy he's like 
I was talking when when he was talking, I was like, Jamie mentioned he has a theater. And it occurred to me, like, Mm-mm. so what you do for a living is you hold space for people. And like, that's literally what you do is you have this place that and I was like, Thank you, you should meet Dan. He's an astronaut. He also holds space. <laughs> <laughs> but that that like might be the like the, the best takeaway from it. Yeah, like, that's really cool. I've never thought about it in that kind of way. And that literally the space, um, especially, you know, like I, I try to be at the theater as often as possible, but there's nights when like, it's just like, I don't go in and like, yeah, it happened to the improv too. Like, you know, any night that I wasn't at the improv and any night I'm not a dynasty, I'm like, I feel guilty or like shameful. Like, oh, there's people putting on a show and I'm not there to support it. I know that like at the end of the day, most, there are definitely people that probably are like clocking it, but I'm, but it's like, you know, it doesn't matter whether I'm there or not. It's nothing to do with me. Like, I have the space and that's that's my offering to the people that are working there and performing there and and uh, you know I'm still struggle with like you know I still want to make bald eagle control I still want to put on shows and 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 do my own thing but like just just be the reminder like that's that's there if and when that happens but in the meantime there's a space and people are, are using it and um, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Why do you think out of all this experience that you have become a frequent user of the word clocking? Because I've clocked <laughs> that you have been using that word a lot. Do you think there's a specific reason that I'm clocking your use? Hi, of man. Time. <laughs> That's a good question. I do think it's a pretty new it is. I've never heard you say it before. <laughs> Addition to the vocab. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know where it came from. All I'm right. still curious. Did you learn what the second two pills were? Oh, I think they were both. Um, Vitamins. Sassafras? Am I in trouble? Should I have not shared any of this? It's like This is like a, a private group that I just shared like. You're not in trouble. No one knows who you're talking about. Okay. I just want to make sure. Like, but sassafras is like a flavoring for root beer, right? <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> no, I, I, I do think like, I don't know. I, I, you do you, but I, I, I would have a hard time being like, here's a bunch of people I don't know, giving me stuff. I don't know what it is. And I'm just going to hang out and chill while I see what happens. And, Whatever happens, happens, man. You know that's totally fair. And it's like, as you say that, it's like, yeah, I, I don't didn't realize how much trust I gave it, but you know, it worked out. It worked out, and I, you know, I talked to the the leader of it before, and talking to him and hearing about the history of it, and then of course my friend, like him vouching, having done it, I think three or four times. Mm-hmm. So I didn't feel like I was getting into anything. The leaders, I. I I forget the leader's name. You said it was like the prophet Melchizedek or something like that. <laughs> well, <laughs> it does seem like there is. Of course there is. Of course. there is. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to go to level two at the next party. <laughs> and by the time you get to level five, you're going to be a completely different person. Well, I was scared that you were going to say that. They said, "Oh, Jamie has a theater, so like, can you Let's host?" Let's do it there, something? yeah. Like, 
We can watch the wall. Then you're in oh, so I mean, deep. I instantly left, not necessarily with the group, but I was like, I got to do like mushrooms or something in the theater. Like I, I still haven't like, I need to talk to the walls and. Mm-hmm. You haven't taken full advantage of the dynasty tip writer. No, I like, I'm really excited to. You've been holding space, but the space hasn't been holding you, oh, man. Thanks, Andrew. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> there was another guy there who was in the seventies, I think, but um, he, before I even spoke or said anything, he, he was, um, involved in theaters himself and a couple of dance videos, but like he said that he sounds dubious by the way. (laughs) He said he helped open a space. He's involved in theaters himself. Okay. Sure. He sells theaters in the black market. (laughs) (laughs) He used to be, he used to do hot tubs. Now he does theaters. You want a theater? This guy can handle it. Um, But he said like one of the, one of his theaters, um, was also this was I haven't, I haven't even spoken to the group I haven't spoken to him so it felt very uh, organic but he was like it's almost on five years for him too but it's like it takes five years for a theater to absorb the Shakespeare and he said that and that really inspired me too I was like five years that makes sense on some level it's like I'm not so- following a hundred percent could you Walk me through it a little bit. No, no, no. I get it. That totally makes sense. It takes five <laughs> years to absorb the Shakespeare. I think it makes. I want to understand. I'm not. I'm not. I'm I get not being. It. I get it. A hundred percent. I get it. It it takes five years to absorb the Shakespeare. You have the Shakespeare. You want to absorb it. It takes five years. For, for the space itself, and I do think on the I guess spiritual level, like a space can absorb the energy. Yeah, of- sure. Of course, we all think that. Um. Wait, I don't. I literally don't know. I do. I do think that. <laughs> just being but hearing that, I was like, okay, we're as we're coming on almost five years of dynasty. It's like, okay, it's like literally the walls themselves, and oh, like it's marinating. Yes, yeah, marinating. Like, oh, okay. And In Shakespeare, like, I guess the Shakespeare is what yeah. threw me. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's not a one for one situation. Uh, he was using Shakespeare as a metaphor for diving. <laughs> The treasure yeah. is the map. The treasure are the walls. <laughs> and the walls are their money. I think you get it. No, I, I definitely get it now. So how are you guys? Well, interesting you should ask that because this feels like a good place to take a break. So let's do that. And we will be right back after this brief intermission. Bye-bye. Did we start? It we did. Is it not? <laughs> okay, we're back. Hey, everybody, we're back. It's the long shot with uh, myself, one of your hosts, Sean Conroy, one another of your hosts, Amber Kenny, and a third of your hosts who is rarely around anymore, but has made it tonight. Jamie Flam is here, uh, having been on a long, strange trip that uh, he ignored maps for. Almost 11 hours. Um, can, I, can I make one point before? Oh, boy. Yep. Point. Yep. I just want to acknowledge 
that what I was talking about earlier about diving mm. and getting past like, and I think in a way, even looking back at my um, being a part of this podcast. Oh, here we go. On a certain, I mean, it's definitely like looking back at the last the twelve years of long shot. But like, this is it. Yeah, I, I started on the surface like I would with my journaling or anything else. Like, I don't know, I'm steps. Like, mm. but it's that's the top layer, and I'm trying to get. And that's where it's like the little things. Oh, the drug trip. So we had to go digging. We had to go find, not that it was, there's any ego about it being a treasure, but to get to a place where I could open up and start sharing myself and be like going deep and ma- making things, connections and remembering things, like there has to be that top layer of getting through ego and overthinking and whatever. It is. So thank you for um, uh, giving, uh, sharing the space. <laughs> giving me the space to do that it was i will say you really held a lot of space holding yeah thanks for holding space to allow that and that's been the dynamic all along and uh i'm uh, my light honors and sees the light in you Um, i must say did they say that at your little drug thing (laughs) no my light honors and sees the light in you they didn't say that Something like that, though, right? I don't. I don't think that there was like. I mean, yeah, maybe. Yeah, they did. No kind of formal address or anything like that. I think just. Um, I mean, when it ended, it was just dearly beloved. We are gathered here today to celebrate this thing called life. Anything like that? No, but I will, I will say just to wrap it up. Like it was. It was. Everyone was so sweet and just. And and by the end, I mean, I wasn't intimately touching people. But, you know, you're hugging people goodbye, like just even people that I like just saw, you know, after you see everyone share in the circle, like it's just like you do feel connected close the, to them. Yeah. So they're giving hugs. And I remember the since then, like I'm walking down the street and like people are walking their dogs and like not looking me in the eye. And like, I'm like, how sad. Not that we should necessarily hug, but like. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> like they're just. You get in trouble. Me out. Like I, I can get in my head, like just. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I tried like with everyone. Hey, good morning. I've always been like that, but like a lot of people don't. And I guess that's fine. But um, <laughs> I'm in a I'm in an interesting situation currently, being COVID positive, and I still have to walk smudgy. So I go out and I wear a mask, but I will like actively avoid other people. And then if we are somehow like I miscalculated and somebody's walking on the sidewalk that I'm on. I'm sorry. I accidentally hugged you. <laughs> no, I, I'll go like to the, the street and I will look away from them. And, and it's to your point, Jamie, it's against my nature. Like I want to like make eye contact and say hello and say good morning. But I, in my head, I'm like, I don't want any of my <laughs> particles going in their direction. I'm like, I want to be as safe as possible, but I'm sure I'm coming off as rude as fuck. No, it's, it's, um, it's so good to hear you say that because i you know i i try to like i have the dialogue in my head that's like well what if they just found out something bad like not giving the benefit of the doubt like trying to just be empathetic because i will inst- very quickly go into like fuck you you fuck oh oh, oh. <laughs> not like out loud in my head no, <laughs> like, fuck you why you you cannot go out and walk your dog but like to remember like yeah maybe they're trying to 
not get me sick. Maybe I'm trying to. I saw that you. weird girl who just looks away all the time again this morning, Dave. I don't like when she looks away. Honey, did you ever think that she might be trying to keep her particles away from you? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we'll get into parting shots and I'll go first because it specifically relates to exactly what we're talking about right now. Wow. Which is, and you know, I, I <laughs> it's funny you were asking about Aurelio Buendia, which is the name I have in my in my little thing now. And that's the colonel in a hundred years of solitude. And I really just randomly wrote that. But then when I when you asked about it, I was thinking like, I wonder if there is like I have been in solitude in my apartment for, for like a hundred years right yeah. now, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, desperate for like human contact of any kind. Kind of along the lines of what you guys are talking about, that you're trying to Jamie's trying to go hug people in West Hollywood and Amber's trying to keep people away from her particles, all that kind of stuff. And uh, so I was at the supermarket this week. And it's weird to be in public with people at this point because everybody's sort of, or at least for me it is, because everybody's sort of unsure, like, do you wear a mask? Do you not wear a mask? Whatever. So I'm wearing a mask. I'm I'm, I'm still a mask guy. I'm 100% masked. And I'm walking around the produce section. You know, you have different sections in your supermarket. The mm. produce is where you have your produce. Uh, I don't know what your 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 rutabagas and apples, your bananas, pastrami, whatever Lettuce. whatever is in there. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> so I leave my cart because you know sometimes you leave your cart over to the side because you're like it's easier for me to just walk over and get this thing without mm. wheeling the cart all the way over there. Blah blah. blah. So I go over, I get the thing, whatever it is. Let's say it's a green pepper. Let's say it's a red, a yellow pepper. Okay. It's a yellow pepper. And how many? Two. And I grab both of them and I come back and there's a guy standing next to my cart and he's talking to his, I don't know, wife, girlfriend, side piece, whatever she is. Well, they're, they're relatively the same age. It doesn't mean you couldn't be somebody's yeah. aunt and be the same age. Yeah, you could my, be. my, my niece is the same age difference as I am to my brother. Yeah. I, you lost me, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so he is talking to her next to my cart. She is standing on the other side of him. They're, they have your cart hostage. Not even, but he just goes, I found them. They're right here. And he puts all this stuff in my cart. No. And yeah. And I just go, I, and, and she looks confused for a second and I just go, I'll take it, whatever it is. I want it. I'm taking it with me. And it was that moment of like, they were so delighted by that. They could mm. not stop laughing about the fact that I was, on board with them putting their stuff in my you cart. You didn't say, hey, that's my fucking cart. The guy was like, I, it looked like ours. Like, you, you're getting a lot of the same things. Carts, I, carts are, <laughs> tend to look kind of similar. So it was just a moment where I was like, Ugh, it's good to be back in the world for two seconds, you know? Mm -hmm. And then, uh, and then you know, it, whatever. We got to the parking lot and they were like, do you want to come back to art? So I went, they live in Pasadena. I went to their backyard. We had a, they gave me some they said here take this and i took we it we can't tell you what it is i woke up <laughs> i woke up very close to the hammock. like i could not have been closer to the hammock 
when you I are up. bragging right now. <laughs> yeah, I was like, like almost touching the hammock, like so close. Uh, but anyway, so that was my that was my big thrill was just like making making human contact for two seconds at the supermarket. Uh, which uh, market? Jane, what's that? Which which supermarket? Uh, I think it was a Ralph's or a Pavilions or a Vons or a John's or maybe an A&P. Maybe it was a Trader Joe's. Yeah, I, I don't. It is the supermarket where I've seen Jorge before, but he was not there at this time. Uh, Jamie, parting shots. I'm just surprised about parting shots. I thought like, I would hear about your life <laughs> above and beyond. the. You went on for so long. <laughs> I, I, I suppose I did. That it's impossible for us to keep going. But, 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 but it was wonderful because we're, I would say Sean specifically is always sort of trying to pull information, stories, talking out of you, Jamie. And so the fact that it was happening, like, yeah, we ain't going to stop it. Right. Love it. Um, Yeah. I mean, enough is enough, but yes, yes. And so have you guys missed, like, you've been going week after week for the last several months. Non-fucking-stop. And has uh, Joe been around at all? No. no not even let's not, let, let's not get into that. <laughs> not even an email. <laughs> but I feel like I, yeah. Okay. Joe. Um, parting shot. My suspicion is he does not listen to the podcast either. So not that he should. <laughs> it would be insane if he listened to it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, go ahead, Jamie. Parting shots. And let's keep it to under 40 minutes, maybe. I'll try. Um, <laughs> well, play. The idea of playing. Uh, I forgot. I forgot. I forgot what this was like. I, 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 yeah, I don't have anything. This is how we started, but we got somewhere. It just mm-hmm. takes a while. You got to warm yeah, yeah. up, baby. Play, play, <laughs> play. Play doh. Play doh. Plato. Plato, the cave. Plato's cave. Caves, caving. Cave in? Diving in caves. <laughs> uh, like Sean, you at the supermarket. Mm. You can't use that one. I already did. <laughs> Uh, but to, it illustrates the point I want to make about something I talk a lot about in therapy and and going back to the idea of improv and everything. It's like the spirit of play is like I would be say like the priority for my life, and that I'm really trying to lean into more as often as possible. And it's being open, and I think that was part of part of that trip I took actually actively saying like, let's see where this goes and being open to it. And I, I, again, I keep going back to the tenets of improv and that is just my continued focus in life is how do I continue to be better at um, letting things go and not being stuck in my head and being open to playing. And that's where the fun is and not trying to control everything, which is the hard part. So play. Yeah, I, 
felt like that kind of petered out a little bit, but I don't disagree. I know you've been out for a while, so maybe you're a little out of, well, it's not even that you're out of practice. You just were never in practice and now uh, practice makes less than perfect. So play great. Amber parting shots. Yeah. Um, I have a couple things. One, I am so happy Jamie was here because I don't feel amazing and it was nice to not have to do a lot of the heavy lifting. It was fun to just react and laugh. So thank you for that. Um, secondly, you talked, you had a, you had a profound experience next to a hammock. I also had a hammock experience that I want to talk about. Um, cause I have a ton to talk about, but guess what? Our lives are pretty fucking boring. So at least I have like locked and loaded things to talk next about week. for the next yeah. few, few weeks. I was thinking about that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I did go to Mexico for a wedding. And one of the first days there, um, I went and I found a hammock on the beach and I laid in it and I was reading like classic. I'm in a bikini. I'm reading a book. I'm on the beach. It's beautiful, tropical. Everything's great. And what was fun is because we were there for a wedding. Um, everybody at that resort and on that beach was also there for the wedding. And so if I knew most of them and if I didn't know them. You knew you knew somebody who knew yeah, them. There was an easy opening. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lampy and Kevin brought their dog Jan to the wedding. Jan was part of the wedding. So she was at the resort and um Jeff and I are so <laughs> Looney Tunes bonkers in love with Smudgy now that we were like we miss our dog like immediately even though he's a pain in the ass. But um because they were planning a wedding Jan was like kind of had rotated around different people. She was with the groom's brother and she was with the friend you, you know what i'm saying like the the bride and groom couldn't bit be of with a, a bit of a wedding slut <laughs> no i like yeah it, it wasn't even the wedding yet it was a few days before ah. but but the bride and groom were doing something and so she was on the beach with um <clears throat> i think it was actually the person who was the minister at the wedding and jan made a Jan's an older dog. Jan made a beeline to me and was like, had this like puppy excited energy. Like she was so happy to see me. And um, it made me feel really good. It was really nice for my ego that I was like, Jan, I'm happy to see you too. And anyway, I was like, she's welcome to jump in this hammock with me. And so they placed her in and it was supposed to be just like a ha ha ha, like kind of photo shop, photo opportunity. And then they would move on. <laughs> they but photoshopped she, her out of the picture. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but she settled in immediately. She like nuzzled her head and took a nap in the hammock next to me. And I read my book. And and so the the person who was on Jan duty, the minister, Jess was like, just kind of standing over me. And I was like, I got her. Like You don't have to stand there. And so Jan and I hung out for, I want to say like 30 minutes, 45 minutes. And it made my heart explode. It made me so happy to be on a beach, reading a book with a dog cuddling me. Like, uh, so, so that was one of my highlights of the trip. And it was a really fun trip. 
So I had a profound hammock experience. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. What book were you reading? I was reading My Brilliant Friend, and it's the second time I'm reading it. Um, I picked it on purpose because um, I don't know about you. I don't read as often as I wish I did. Correct. Um, and especially on like a vacation, I want to know that I'm going to like it. I want to know that I'm going to get hooked into the book. Like it's really tough to start a book and you're just like not feeling it. And you're kind of reading the same page over and over again. Hemingway used to travel with a suitcase full of books because he was like, if I'm bored with one, there's 50 more where that came from. Well, I brought, I brought a couple, but I, the, the one I started with was my brilliant friend, which <clears throat> is um, Elena Ferrante. I think I'm saying that right. It's, and it's, um, a four book series and it's it it, it is the one follows... where the friend gets stupider and stupider over the course of the books <laughs> well it follows these women's um friendship from childhood i want to say like six or seven all the way till they're older women and um it's so fucking good it's so well written and i read those i want to say sort of the beginning of 2020 and loved them and so it was it was actually really fun to revisit and I finished it on the on the vacation. I was really happy about it. Well, the reason I ask is because is it possible that the dog uh, was more interested in the book? Mm, I guess so. Mm. That's possible. Oh boy. It's a really good My book. brilliant friend. I love that one. <laughs> well, and everyone's like, do you watch Jan all the time? Is are you a regular Jan babysitter? And I was like, no. I mean, like, I've known Jan for 10 years now, and I like have Christmas at Jan's house, but I think she just kind of remembered me and it made me feel good. That's like the best like ego boost of all. 100% because it feels like it's only seeing my soul. Yes, exactly. Yes. Folks, this has been the long shot with special guest and perpetual host, Jamie Flam. Try some Kona, Kana, Kano, <laughs> cocaine. Careful. And don't forget to follow it up with a heavy dose of sassafras. That'll knock the shit out of you. Uh, we'll see you next time on The Long Shot. Bye. Bye. Do I say goodbye? Or are we? <laughs> like, we're. But I keep on coming back to what I've found in our backseat A sudden seeming snap to our collapse, our sad defeat Pertaining to the words you scribbled down on our old sheet Cribbage Champs 2017 Mark and Nancy And what you're gonna have to tell me We're not playing anymore In all truth I hate to lose ya But I've lost this way before And it's hard to let you know That it's hard to let you go But just don't try to say I didn't try to tell you so